to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. <laughs> And what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Down the way over here, we have the big man himself, Vito. And then here we go. She is the armorer of the show. She's the one that, like, you know, hammers everything out over <laughs> on her anvil, gives us lessons about what is the way and not the way and all that stuff. It is none other than Megan Gass. And we are here for another episode, our recap review show we've been doing. It's already the fifth one, man. Mm, wow. wow. Fifth one. And we are here to talk about chapter 13 of... The Mandalorian. Yep. And uh, this one was titled The Jedi. Ooh. Yeah, so we're finally getting into the real nitty gritty of it. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into it, because I always forget to say and you always yeah, remind me. Don't forget it. This is going to have a ton of spoilers. Uh, you guys have an ample time to go watch it, so that's your own fault if you don't yeah, exactly. follow the lesson. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This so, is the way. Get with yeah, it. Yeah, the way is we spoil a lot of shit, so you better uh, you know, tread carefully here. If you haven't watched the episode, then... You probably don't want to watch this or listen to this. So, But uh, before I get too far into it, I always like to ask you guys, first and foremost, what did you think of it, Vito? The intro was probably my favorite intro of this whole entire season by far. I can get behind that. That was It was pretty kick-ass. Fuck yeah. It was probably one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. <laughs> the lightsaber is like coming on. That's the only thing illuminating her. Yeah. And then it disappears and she's like, gone. So with the cool. wind. It was really fucking cool. Yeah. I'm with you with that. Yeah. So you like, so did you both, you thought this was, because I know you guys really liked the last episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like this one too. Yeah. Yep. And of course, Michael Bean's in it. Oh, although, yeah. oh no neck there. Yeah. Although he really didn't do anything in this episode, but. Seeing him, I was like, wait a minute, is that Michael Bean? Holy shit, it is. <laughs> it was Michael Bean. Yeah, and I mean, let's just get into the cast. I mean, what a cast, obviously, as you mentioned, Ed Michael Bean, who yeah. tell people, if you don't, you're like, who's Michael Bean? Lay it Vito? on him, Vito. He's Kyle Reese. Yep, from? Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and what else? He's Hicks from Aliens. Yep. <laughs> That's all He's you need to know. <laughs> the crazy seal in The Abyss. Yep. He was the crazy adventure guy in Adventure Inc. from WG and Action Pack. <laughs> he's he's that guy. And crazy guy. Yeah, and in and in this one, so he ends up playing what's his name in this one? He plays Lang. That's his name in mm. this. And uh he seems like he's kind of a rogue uh ex military guy for hire sort of thing. Uh Kind of a dick. He is very much a dick. <laughs> very much I a dick. I did not like him. No. I just called him no neck the whole time. <laughs> like, wore that thing around his neck. He didn't look like he had a neck. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he, he was loaded with attitude in this, that's for sure. A little bit. I will say, 
in real life, he is one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Oh, you met him? I met him last year at a horror convention. Oh. Nice. He signed my aliens picture That's and everything. right. And, yeah. I remember nice. you telling me that. He was a that. really cool guy. That's awesome. So he's a good actor for making you think he's a dick because he's totally not a dick at all. Yeah. <laughs> when we love the, to hate him. Yeah. 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 Those are the best ones. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that was pretty exciting right off the bat seeing him in there. Uh, there's a bunch of other interesting appearances in here uh the main one was the 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 villainous of this episode morgan elsbeth she was played by none other than diana lee Inosanto. Mm-hmm. now for those who say well who the Interesting hell is that tidbit here yeah <laughs> so we got a bunch of them about this so <laughs> diana Inosanto is the daughter of dan Inosanto, who if you don't know he was a training partner and a teacher for Bruce Lee, I think he taught Bruce how to use the nunchaku. He, was, he <laughs> yeah. taught him how to use nunchucks. Uh, he appears in the last uh, Bruce Lee, that incomplete movie and stuff that they finished later, and I was old. He's in Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. Yep. <laughs> He's, yeah, well, there you go. And that's all that you need to know. But, but Dan Asanto is a legend, an absolute, absolute legend in martial arts and, and everything uh, you know, one of the only people that was approved to teach uh, uh, in Bruce Lee's style and everything mm-hmm. after Bruce passed and everything. So Diana is his daughter. She is a badass martial artist herself. She's an actress. She is a stunt woman. Mm-hmm. Done a lot of stunt stuff. She's been. She was on. She, she's got pedigree, man. She was on Star Trek. Nice. Enterpri- uh, Enterprise. Mm-hmm. She was on Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> Double nine. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Resident Evil Apocalypse. And for me, she was on Moonlighting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to me because <laughs> I'm a dork, but I love Moonlighting. <laughs> but um, she's also married to Ron Balicki, who is also a badass martial artist and teacher and stuntman, stunt actor, all that kind of stuff. And he's also, we're just going to drop this. Dropping names for, everywhere. Dropping <laughs> names here. He's also very close friends with our singer. Uh, Paul knows Ron and Diana very well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting when it was like, holy shit, look who's on there. Because <laughs> nobody knew. They had to keep it a big secret. They weren't allowed to tell anybody, anybody that she was on there. So nobody knew until the episode dropped. So that was that was pretty cool. And man, she did a great job. Yeah, oh, she yeah. was phenomenal. I was really upset about the whole thing. Okay. Because after I found out everything about her, yeah. I wanted more in that martial arts scene. <laughs> I wanted her flipping all over the place and oh, kicking dude. Rosario Dawson's ass. Yeah. yeah. I wanted more of it. Right. I wanted to see her in action more. I, uh, you know, I don't know if we won't see more of her because you don't ever really. Yeah, you don't see what happened to her. I guess. No. But it was it was the big showdown, and they kept cutting away. To see... it was cool. I love that scene. Yeah. We'll get to that, but yeah, I love that scene. That. But I, after learning all that, I was like, I, I wanted to see more. Right. Yeah. Well, and then of course the biggest appearance in this you mentioned her just now already was the fact that we got finally. Ahsoka Tano performed by Rosario Dawson, as had been rumored and everything. Mm-hmm. What Phenomenal did you think? job. I really yeah, liked that was her. great. And it's cool because I've been dying to ask you guys because I know Ahsoka Tano is totally new to you guys because you haven't watched Clone Wars mm-hmm. and Rebels. Well, you started I started Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So yep. what do you think of the character of Ahsoka Tano? Badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she really is. Yeah, I loved her. Yeah, and... 
you have to, I guess, kind of take my word for it and stuff. But man, Rosario Dawson is perfect for that role. Yeah, I've seen pictures, side by side pictures of like Clone Wars and then Rebels and then Rosario Dawson. It's like, oh, they did a really good job of casting. Yeah. Yes. Looks wise, especially. But even attitude. She's got the perfect like way to do the attitude and stuff like a little bit attitude, but still Jedi like still, you know. Still she got kind of short fuse on that one. Yeah, yeah, she kind of does. Like, you don't even know what he's there for. You're already attacking him. <laughs> That's true. You nearly killed him. He was there to help your ass. Well, I was thinking that was kind of funny too because she has such history with the Mandalorians mm-hmm. that to see a Mandalorian and just like automatically attack him, I was just like, wow, damn. Like way to hold a grudge. <laughs> right. It's well, I mean, it's like, you know, you are cool with I mean, obviously she knows Bo Katan. True. So you would just kind of think like maybe she would have not so immediately attacked, but I guess under the circumstances she figures anybody trusts no one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then one last um mention I want to make about the cast is they had Wing T Chow, who played Governor Wing. At the end, the guy that you saw, you know, yeah, the one guy that kind of kept popping up and everything, and you you come to realize that he had been like the leader, the guy. leader there before oh, the, the villager guy, yeah, before Morgan Elsbeth obviously over overthrew them and oppressed them and everything. But Wing T. Chow is a legend um, in Disney. He was an Imagineer with mm-hmm. them for like thirty-seven plus years. He helped develop Epcot. He mm-hmm. was big on getting uh, Disney, Disneyland, uh, Disney World, Hong Kong, and mm. Paris done. Wow! Yes. Yeah, I mean, in nineteen or twenty nineteen, rather, they made him like an official Disney legend or mm-hmm. whatever they called it. Like they, I mean, so he's not an actor; he's basically like a, an engineer, I an see. architect, Very all that cool. stuff. So they threw him in there. He, they awesome. got you know that that's a cool way to honor him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his presence and just that whole village and stuff raised some interesting questions that we'll get into later. Um, But I guess at this point, let's just because we keep wanting to talk about it. Let's just talk about the show. Like, let's we're going to just describe it. So it's definitely going to get spoilery now. So second warning. (laughs) Yeah. Here's your second warning. (laughs) If you're if you're not sure already. So Mando ends up landing on the planet Corvus. And he is trying to, because he's got a beacon, he wants to find, uh, he believes that the Jedi are supposed to be on this planet. That's that's all he's been told, is Bo-Katan said, go to this planet, you'll find Jedi, you'll find Ahsoka Tano. Uh, he doesn't find Ahsoka Tano right away. He finds this town, village, or whatever that's... Very depressing. Yeah, this planet looks like it's just devastated. Mm-hmm. There's big old dinosaur things eating the dead trees and stuff, which was... Like alive adats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the adats with flesh on them. They right? were that big and everything. <laughs> and uh, this is the same town that we saw in the aforementioned intro that you guys brought up where Ahsoka is confronting, trying to get through the gates to confront this Morgan Elsbeth. Mando gets himself to the gates, comes face to face with uh, old Hicks there with Michael Bean and uh, recognizes him as a, as a bounty hunter and mistakenly lets him into the village because he they think, oh, OK, here's a bounty hunter. Maybe this guy will help us get yeah. rid of this answer to all our problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wrong. So. <laughs> Let's him in and brings her to or brings uh, Mando to Morgan Elsbeth to 
introduce them and everything. Uh, in the meantime, he notices that this town is really just oppressed. You know, we see Governor uh, Wing, and we don't know that he's the governor yet, but he kind of is trying to. You could see he's trying to kind of keep the everybody peace. safe and yeah. keep the peace and everything. Yeah. But when Mando confronts Elsbeth, he finds that she has not only is she li- she's living and you know opulent splendor compared you know inside her gates yeah Yeah, she's living in this and it the whole theme of it is really cool because it looks like once you get in there it looks like a martial arts movie like it's got like the koi pond looking stuff Mm -hmm. and the the japanese trees and all that it's it's pretty neat i knew just from all that i'm like oh i'm gonna like this episode (laughs) because i love martial arts you know films and decor and all that stuff so when he meets her he notices right off the bat that she has a staff, this really cool staff made of Beskar. Beskar. Yeah, whenever Michael Bean or whatever his name is um, said, hey, I had a nice armor there. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Somebody <laughs> won his armor again. Yeah. And then she whipped that out. I was like, oh, There's a connection. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So she has a Beskar staff, which, of course, we know from the past with Mandalorians. They don't like other people having things that are supposed to belong to Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. You know? But she strikes a deal with him and says, if I will give you this staff of Beskar, if you go and track down and kill this Jedi, which, of course, ding, 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 lights go off in his head. And he's like, oh, so he kind of. That doesn't quite make a deal with her, but it's just like dances around it. Yeah, he doesn't say like yes, I'll kill her, but he's just like, well, where can I find this Jedi? Gives him the impression. They actually let him go, and now he knows where to go find her and everything. He goes out, comes as we mentioned earlier, comes to face to face with Ahsoka Tano, who almost chops his head off with her two lightsabers. But his armor protects him well, from the lightsabers. Yeah, but it wouldn't have protected him forever from that. I mean... More than what everything else does. Well, true. <laughs> but he, real quick, before she can stab his ass, says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was sent here by Bo-Katan, and I've got to talk to you. She sees uh, the baby, the child, sitting on a log, and she's like, oh, Hope it's okay. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up... Uh, Communicating for the first time on the show. Mind melds with them. Yeah, she communicates with the child. And here is the first mind blower of the episode. We learn the child's name. And it is Groku? Grogu. Grogu. Yeah, Grogu. Yeah, no, Grogu. Gotta grow that goo before. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that goo just growed into a baby. (laughs) No, Groku would have been way too much like a Pokemon or something. I was going to say, that sounds like a Dragon Ball Z character or something like that. (laughs) Roku, yeah. There you go. Who's that Pokemon? (laughs) It's Grogu! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) So, anyway. (laughs) I love that video, dude. It's so good. (laughs) I might have to insert that here. But uh, anyway, we find out that he has a name, and we learn a bunch of backstory about him. We learn that he actually had been previously a a youngling at the Jedi Temple had that's how he because all the questions about well how does he know how to use his power and all that stuff if he's just, just a, a child baby. well he had he's already, old yeah he's he's over fifty years old um, but by his kind he's still considered kind of a baby yeah. but the point is he had already been trained he had already started being trained and everything 
as a youngling uh, when Order 66 happened. Somebody came and took him and saved him and stashed him away somewhere. And they said that his memories go dark at that point. So we don't know who did it. He doesn't know anything, but he ended up uh, being hidden away for years. And he always repressed his powers so that nobody would know that he was who he was Jedi like. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he's a baby, but he's he knows what's up. You know, it's kind of weird. It's like he, he's obviously got some wherewithal of his situation, of what he is, what he can do and everything. But then so much of his way is just childlike, you know, mm-hmm. stealing cookies and little <laughs> little silver balls off of yeah. the off of the uh, controls and the <laughs> ship and all that kind of stuff. Mando is blown away by this and everything uh but he's like okay well great you can train you know i gotta give you this kid and then she's kind of going i don't know i gotta test him and see if he's legit like if he really can do what he can do she tries to test the child and the child is very like like two years old he's like nope not doing it yeah exactly she tries to get him to float a rock and he's like nope throws that (laughs) rock away then she says well i want to see you try it Mando says, oh, this kid never listens to me. And she's like, I don't know about that. So he tries it. He pulls out that little ball that that the the Grogu is always stealing. Trying to get it, yeah. yeah. And as soon as Grogu sees that ball, Grogu's like, yoink. You know, like he, <laughs> he uses his power right away. And she's sizing up the whole situation. Ahsoka's looking at the way the two of them act. And, she, and she's like, uh-oh, this ain't good. Because... Obviously, they have formed a bond. Um, Mando and uh, and Grogu, Grogu have formed a bond, almost like a father-son type bond. And anybody that knows their history about Jedi and all that stuff is like, yeah, you can't really train fully to be a Jedi if you have those bonds. That's why they took Anakin away from his mother and so on and so forth. Yes. But they start off with bonds. You, well, Luke did it. I mean, yeah. Ray's done it. Yeah, I, I, well, Leia's done it. Yeah, and the thing is, is she says she senses much fear in him, and he's got to overcome his fear, and she can't train him. And I, here, I have a theory, real quick, about that. I, I don't, I know that that's true, but I also think that it was very telling when she's explaining all this to Mando, and and Mando doesn't get it because he doesn't know shit about Jedi, mm-hmm. and she's explaining to him that like look i've seen the best of us like get turned to the dark side and be completely destroyed because of fear and giving into fear and other emotional ties and problems like that she's talking obviously about anakin skywalker Mm -hmm. who turned into darth vader and that was her teacher you know right so i think that in addition to her just being afraid of that happening. I think there's also some uncertainty on her part that she can has the ability to do it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just like in Rebels. Yeah, just like how. Oh Kan- no, I'm thinking that stupid holiday special. <laughs> well, no, in Rebels too, because Kanan Jarrus. Yeah, that's true. Is very nervous about teaching Ezra Bridger. And taking him on as a Padawan because he's like, I don't think I'm strong enough and good enough. I'm no Yoda. And that's so they all have that problem. Nobody's Yoda. Exactly. You know, none of you are fucking Yoda. So just deal with it. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do want to say that I was doing some research and it reminded me that Baby Yoda has shown a dark side sure. already mm-hmm. whenever he choked Cara Dune mm-hmm. when he thought she was a threat to Mando. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I understand her fear. I understand why she's worried about it. I just I don't think the child is untrainable. I think it's more the case of like she doesn't want. She's pulling a Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It does seem to really be a theme mm-hmm. is that nobody wants to be the one that's like, I don't want this fucking responsibility. It's like, I want you want to be want to train a new one. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like you want to be a Jedi. Fuck. Yeah, I want to be a Jedi. You want to have all these powers. Fuck. Yeah, I want to have all those powers and shit. And it's like, yeah, you want to be responsible for training young ones. I don't no. want that. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility anyway. Well, who who likes training the new guy? <laughs> right? You're at work, you got to train someone, you're like, You know all about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Vito's like, I don't fucking like it. <laughs> you spend all this time, then two days later, they just They're quit. Gone. Yep, exactly. It's like, dude, what did you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you spend all this- all over yeah, again. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> you spend all this time training some Jedi Padawan, <laughs> then he comes to you later, and he's like, yeah, I, I've got a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking asshole. <laughs> Real I forgot talk. what your name is, but God damn it, you. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> right now, right now that dude's at home and he's laying there on the fucking couch and he's looking at you and he's going, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> only we only we could tie together Star Wars lore. And Vito's work woes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's rich. <laughs> anyway, so what ends up happening is Mando kind of lets her know what he was sent there for by Elsbeth. Says, look, I, I don't, I'm not here to kill you or anything, but I need you to take this kid off my hands. So if I agree to help you get rid of this Morgan Elsbeth broad and take that city back and everything will you take the child back and she kind of does the same thing to him she doesn't kind of like quite say like yes i'll do it but she's just <laughs> like all right what's the plan sort of thing yeah <laughs> um so they end up going to the town they play a little like trick she leads elsbeth and them to think that she killed, killed mando. mando and tricky broads yep <laughs> and uh next thing you know elsbeth and ahsoka get into a Bitchin' standoff, lightsabers versus that Beskar spear. Beskar spear, yeah. And this is probably my favorite part of the episode because inside the grounds there, it turns into a martial arts movie. All the moves, the whole way it's done, the pacing of it. Like, I love that it's not with like a bunch of music. It's just kind of quiet. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, they're facing very off. Eerie. Yeah, sizing yeah. each other up like a proper old, you know, like Bruce Lee type movie or something like that. And meanwhile, outside, there's a total Western shoot 'em up standoff so going cool. on. <laughs> Wasn't so cool. it? Yeah. Because he's like, even got the hands on yeah. the. The gun. That's great. Yeah, because you have at the end of it, you have Lang standing there, like talking, you know, kind of with his with his rifle, kind of trying to talk shit. Mando's just standing there, not saying too much. Make a move. Yeah, (laughs) 
total Clint Eastwood yeah. standoff <laughs> kind of thing. And I just loved the whole uh, dichotomy there between like outside it is this classic Western and inside there's this classic martial arts battle going on. I loved the whole thing of how they're just standing outside the gates listening to the fight. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was really cool. You could still hear it yeah. going on in there. Yeah. Sounds like Ariel's winning. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Lang's just standing there kind of like sizing up going, oh, I don't know who's going to, you know, like you've never seen that before that I can remember, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, usually it's like that's going on and then outside they'd be fighting up and all this kind of stuff. I love the fact that they're standing there facing off to each other figuring out what their next move's going to be by what they're hearing yeah. over the wall between mm-hmm. these blades clashing and everything. That, that to me, is brilliant storytelling right For there. For sure, yeah. So loved that. In the end, Ahsoka ends up winning. And then we get another bombshell, at least for some of us. So then you find out that the real reason she's there, besides trying to save that town is because she wants to find out where Elsbeth's boss is. Her master. Her master, yeah, who is Grand Admiral Thrawn. You guys don't know who that is, right? Did not no know idea. who that was. Really? Okay, so Grand Admiral Thrawn, here's where Larry explains it all again. <laughs> he was first created as part of the Timothy Zahn books that came oh, out. I like, like Zahn. Yeah. He does some cool Terminator stuff. Mm-hmm. Zahn mm-hmm. is great. And he yeah. did great. He did, they call it the Thrawn trilogy that mm-hmm. had Heir to the Empire and all that stuff. And Thrawn is a badass. Uh, he's who a lot of Star Wars fans really hoped was going to be featured in some of the sequel stuff. They mm-hmm. really hoped maybe there'd be some way to bring Thrawn into it and stuff. And they, they never did because... As we mentioned before, all the expanded universe stuff, for the most part, not canon. Yeah, it got yeeted. They just <laughs> yeet, yeeted it like a small child. <laughs> yeet. Um, but but Dave Filoni is all about this stuff, and he brought Thrawn back into the Star Wars universe officially in Star Wars Rebels. Mm. So Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and all them have history with Thrawn. I mentioned in that episode when we talked about the Bo-Katan episode that the last thing we saw of Ahsoka was at the end of Rebels, they were trying to find out where their friend and Jedi in training, Ezra Bridger, had disappeared to. Ezra Bridger had disappeared at the end of Rebels uh, in battle with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. There's more to it than that. I know everybody at home is like, they were, they were on the Star Destroyer and then there was these tentacles. I know. Tentacles? Look, look it up. Space tentacles? Dude, yes. Yeah? Dude, Rebels is awesome, man. It's worth... It's, it's animated. really good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It, t- it took me a little while to get past the animation because oh. it's yeah. kind of video gamey animation. I was like, eh. After so many episodes, I don't even Forget notice it, it yeah. anymore. The stories, the characters, and stuff that happens, it's fucking awesome. In some ways, it's some better really than good the characters. movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I highly suggest you check out Rebels if you're watching The Mandalorian and stuff, which obviously you are if you're listening and watching our show. Uh, check out Rebels. It's tying in very directly with The Mandalorian. So anyway, it's been a big deal that Thrawn is is being mentioned whether he's going to come back and actually be featured there. I haven't heard any rumors about them casting nope, anybody. Keeping that very quiet. And there's also rumors that they're going to do an Ahsoka Tano spinoff show. Mm-hmm. I can't see them not. 
I can't see them not doing something. People are too excited for her. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're going to spring for somebody like Rosario Dawson, it's like, use her. Yeah. You know, use her to the full extent, especially such a big character. I mean, Ahsoka, Thrawn, these are big characters now in the Star Wars universe. Like, people have been chomping at the bit for this. So we'll see what happens. But basically, at the end of the episode, Ahsoka uh, backs out again and says, I can't train that kid. Mando is not happy about it, but he's a little happy about it. He's happy about it. <laughs> he didn't want to say bye. It was such a sad goodbye. Yeah. He was feeding him one last time. It was so cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this can't be it. <laughs> we have more episodes. Yeah, yeah. So the long and short of it is Mando still has the child, but he has now been instructed that he has to take the child to another planet. where I there's. Like I'm at the BMV. <laughs> yeah. so you don't have everything you need to go over here right. yeah. no that's not right either you need to go back over here <clears throat> yeah <laughs> what the fuck just take the damn kid <laughs> right exactly exactly do you have two proofs of uh identification know, identification <laughs> and residence and all that yeah exactly get to the back of the line i need your phone bill <laughs> yeah right yeah so anyway he has to take him to another planet now where there's some ruins of like a jedi shrine temple thing Mm -hmm. and the child has to go and sort of make his own decision yeah and being there i guess is that it's going to when he does that it'll like reach out into the force and then if there's any jedis around or left or willing then that they will come to him right that jedi will come to him so that's how the episode ends. On that note, we'll start getting into some rumors and theories. Okay. One of them tying in directly, possibly, with this is that there is a rumor that had just started going around like today that Sebastian Stan, who is the actor who most people know from playing Bucky the Winter Soldier in the MCU, Marvel Universe, but he's got that Disney connection. Mm-hmm. True. That... Uh, Sebastian Stan might be per- portraying a somewhat younger Luke Skywalker post Return of the Jedi, obviously, on the Mandalorian. Now, we already know from the sequels that Luke did go on to try, at least an attempt to train young Jedi and stuff. That's mm-hmm. how the whole Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, Knights of Ren fucking fiasco happens. <laughs> it stands to reason that Luke might, you know, being that he's like the most powerful Jedi out there at this point, I would guess, um, that he might hear this, feel this call from Grogu and come get him, especially since he's a little baby Yoda Mm -hmm. and Luke's all about Yoda. (laughs) So maybe that's how he comes in. I I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, because I had heard also that possibility that like who took Grogu from the temple in the first place to squirrel him away and hide him. Yeah. And I guess, I don't remember this, but you probably do. There is another female Yoda called Yadel. Yeah, there's Yadel. That made her like a very, very brief appearance in one. You just see for like, Like a hot second. Yeah, like I think it's at the end of of Phantom Menace. Is it? Um, That she took baby Yoda. Um, and put okay. him somewhere safe. But obviously, they she got to stay her. with him because yeah. it never says what happened to him, or to her. Um, and then Yadel either... got yeeted. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> and 
But that either maybe it was Luke Skywalker that took him from there and started training him again, possibly, or hit him. Well, Luke wouldn't have been around at the time. It Luke depend- was a it baby. It depends on when, when this time when, frame is. I see what you're saying. When she had him for so long. I see For what him you're to eventually pick him up. Or it could have been Obi-Wan. I don't know. I've got a theory. Since we have an Obi-Wan yeah. series coming out. I don't know if it matches, because I don't really know the timeline with these movies and, and shows, but you know when Anakin kills all those Jedi kids at the temple? Yeah, the Order 66 shit. So what if this baby Yoda was at that school and the Emperor sent Anakin there to kill the children, but like noticed that this kid was like super into the Force and wanted to steal him, and that's how we get the connection of trying to steal his DNA to make these super soldiers? Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking, because one thing that I think was key was that she mentions after her mind meld conversation with Grogu, she mentions that uh, that he was taken from the Jedi Temple when Order 66 happened and Anakin killed all the younglings and stuff. And then she says his, his memory goes dark for a while. Okay, well, what reason would his memory go dark? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no logical reason for his memory to just go dark. I think his logic, his his memory was made dark mm-hmm. through some Jedi or Sith mind trick force. Yeah, yeah, they do that shit. You know, I think that they put some kind of cloak, so to speak, over a part of his memory, so that somebody like her or whomever wouldn't be able to see who it was that took him and why and where they took him and all that stuff, and. Kind of like all those theories you just mentioned were saying, maybe it was Yadel, maybe it was Luke, maybe it was Obi-Wan. I was initially leaning towards it being somebody good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to save this child. But why? Why would they just save the Gro- one? Grogu? And my thing is, is why would they necessarily make his memory dark like that? That, f- yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know why I thought this. I didn't even think the way you're thinking of it. Yeah. Until you said it to me. Okay. When she said dark, I thought she said, like he's thinking dark. Like something happened that made him think darkly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're not like good thoughts. He's got bad thoughts, and he's kind of like repressed everything since then until he met Mando. Well, yeah. I think that maybe the but you, and that's part of why she won't train him. You might be. Right. But I took it to mean almost like a double meaning. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's just simply that because like because that's my thing is like, why wouldn't she say to him, well, who took you? He doesn't know. Obviously, he didn't know who took him. Where did you go? He doesn't know. He won't tell her. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I just think that I have a feeling because this kid is specifically now being pursued and used by the empire for nefarious reasons to harvest his his man uh, midichlorians and stuff and everything i just wonder if like you're saying if it wasn't the emperor if it was somebody that grabbed him and was like hey we need to like keep this one aside because we can use him for future purposes rich with those things yeah i know there was a species that the niktor miktor or whatever they were that ugly horned the Nick, yeah mm-hmm. dudes that had him in the very first episode right of then, the of the show of the and, entire of the, show. show yeah mm-hmm. the, season one episode one yeah. yeah and then in this season when they got attacked the leader of that band was another one of those creatures mm-hmm. okay so i'm like wondering is like is there somebody 
could be. Like another part, third party that's trying to get him back. I don't know. And maybe it, we don't know. Is it good? Is it bad? We don't know. I don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, like how Professor X and Jean Grey, he like trapped the phoenix inside her mind. That's what I'm saying. What if somebody did that to this baby Yoda? And then eventually we're going to see like the phoenix version of Yoda or the child <laughs> come out and destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> could be. I, that, there's tons of questions with this. That's that's what I'm saying. So time will tell. Exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of time, we're running out of time we here sure and everything. Are. I think we we could sit here for an hour just theorizing <laughs> about stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, so that's where it's left. I don't know where they're going. I mean, for the first time, I guess. I mean, we know that he's got to seek out this other planet, this Jedi shrine, and all that kind of stuff, but. I don't know where they're going with this now. So now that he's found his Jedi, I man, this for the first time since the beginning of season two, I I really am like, okay, now well, what? shit, now what? <laughs> well, you know, we seem to we got Ahsoka, we got all this stuff. Where are we heading? Don't know. Like she said, time will tell, I guess. And we will be there to talk about it. Uh, episode six comes out in uh, several days chapter 14 i guess it would be mm-hmm. right and uh we will be back to talk about it so let us know in the comments and all that we want to know your thoughts and theories especially now and uh <laughs> were you excited about ahsoka tano are you excited at the prospect of grand admiral thrawn being thrown into the mix here uh just let us know and that's uh that's that <laughs> as they say that's yeah. all she wrote <laughs> yeah good fellow Mandalorians <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> well, we had to kill the baby and there's nothing we could do about it. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't go that way. No, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be back soon. See you then. Bye.